it's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Today's episode of The Cantina is brought to you by Grow Generation. Whether you're at the Death Star or the Senate, they have everything you need to grow right where you are. More from them later in the episode. Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top-shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a Loman Ale, and remember, no droids allowed. <sighs> I hate that key light. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it was Michael Jackson like yeah. Ow! Ow! Yeah, guys, that that's not what it what it is. That's Kyle speaking out in awful pain. Welcome everyone to the Cantina, the show where we get to talk about Star Wars for the next thirty minutes to to an hour, sometimes more, because Cam and I get excited. <laughs> um, as I grab a slice of paper, slice of paper, sheet of paper to help me keep notes and and uh, uh time st- stamps guys thank you so much for ch- checking us out if you're watching us on on youtube lrm's uh youtube channel thank you so much um uh please hit the su- subscribe button and uh leave us some co- comments thumbs up thumbs thumbs down we'll take the hate clicks uh you guys can't see the hate clicks anymore on on some things and other, other things we still can i i don't know i i appreciate knowing whether or not i'm doing a good good job but thumbs down down only doesn't help out too much so for fucking up please leave some uh comments down down below and then uh the genreverse podcast network lrm online's genreverse genreverse podcast network wherever you get the uh your your podcast from spotify google apple all that good stuff uh where are they there social media information da- down below thank you grow generation at, excuse me and of course thank you to my day at my day at the races the wonderful background music that's not the uh intro and, and outro mu- music which is avail- available via youtube's wonderful media library guys they're an aw- awesome band check them check them out anyways i'm kyle malone one of the hosts of this awful bo- booze barge that everyone likes to c- come to and stink up the place and then the other other one over there across the p- pond is cam clark what's up buddy hello i'm fine um how are you i'm h- hanging in there you know uh, we're recording on on the American uh, Thanksgiving uh, holiday th- Thursday. So to everyone out, out there that did uh, that does th- Thanksgiving, I hope you had a, a good good one. I'll be prepping, but I'm also getting into the post Thanksgiving spirit, wearing my ugly Christmas <clears throat> sweater. So Star, and America Star Wars. is basically like Star Wars season the day after Thanksgiving stops. Uh, I mean, is that when it starts? What you, is what season? sort of christmas season no no well that's how generally most of us feel but of course the the commercialism like the the uh stores and stuff they've had christmas shit out since like september it keeps getting earlier and earlier it's 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 awful man man that jolly yeah i I do hate when people put their christmas decorations up after halloween you're like no (laughs) yeah it's a bit too too early bit too early but yeah the day day after christmas is when a lot of Amer- americans will begin their uh uh the day after christmas, christmas. De- or day after day thanksgiving will oh, begin yeah. their christmas dec- decorations i have a my classic uh red and black santa hat all i would wear but it wouldn't fit under the headphone headphones very well so yeah man <laughs> i got this ugly christmas sweater like a y- year ago uh two years ago i, I don't oh, know what? man as far as Star, Star Wars Christmas sweaters. That's not too too shabby, is it? It's all right. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a big, big fan, fan of, them, of the yeah. whole Christmas sweater. Thing. Neither am I. I don't really like sweaters in general, but um, but yeah, that's not a bad one. Anyways, guys, that's that's it for all the the house housekeeping and stuff like that. We've actually got some uh, Star Wars news to talk about. Not not just r- rumors. Some actual official stuff that's been announced and of course we'll be talking about some potential rumors and things through other stories but the first first one to kind of talk about about uh is 
some directors for the book of Boba Fett. Cam, you just put this piece up, man. What do yeah, you, yeah. What'd so, you what'd you read? <laughs> much of the most of the information we've been getting this week has been coming from Empire Magazine's coverage mm-hmm. of Star Wars, and the issue was just released today. So so far, Empire Online's released a couple of snippets, some conversations, which have. You know, it's Star Wars, so it's stories, it's news. Um, but today, one of the things that has come out since the Empire magazine has actually hit shelves is that there is um, some extra Boba Fett, uh, Book of Boba Fett directors listed on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we already knew from Star to Moore Morrison um, and Common Sense probably a little bit as well. Uh, Dave Filoni, Robert Rodriguez and Bryce Dallas Howard we kind of knew Robert Rodriguez was filming multiple episodes, but that was confirmed within the article as well. But we have two other names, which are Steph Green, who has directed episodes of Watchmen, the HBO series, um, and Kevin Tankower. And I don't know how if I'm pronouncing that. Te- I probably, probably use the Tankaro. sound as well, yeah. Um, uh, who has directed episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. obviously on the Marvel side of things, so both experienced uh, directors. Obviously, there are rumours that the Book of Boba Fett is nine episodes long, as opposed mm-hmm. to Mandalorian's eight. That's still to be officially confirmed, but that's what we're kind of hearing on the grapevine anyway. Um not going to say yay or nay on that. We'll find out the same as everyone else. Um, but if it is, I can't see Robert Rodriguez. Um, direct being the only one that's directing multiple episodes or I believe that there's maybe some more names that haven't actually been listed yet maybe for later on in the, the season or something like that that are going to pop up as well um, who would you who knows? think pop, pop, do you think that there I are mean, or do you think it's maybe Tony like Favreau could be a name he's not listed as a direct only he's only listed as an executive producer for this mm-hmm. show at the moment but I mean that's not to say he couldn't have directed an episode later on in the, the series. You could be looking at some of the fan favourite ones coming back, like um, you know, Peyton Reed. Um That's what I, I mean, was all of these people as a Peyton Reed's been pretty busy though. He's been shooting obviously um Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania mm-hmm. at the moment, uh, which is just wrapped a, a few days ago kind of thing. So I mean may, maybe not, but who knows? I just I don't see Robert Rodriguez directing five episodes of of the book of Boba Fett if it's in any episode run. So it could just be that there are multiple episodes for multiple people, and that's just not been uh, mentioned yet. But either way, we know that Rodriguez is directed at least more than one, and mm-hmm. we have now the name of five different people that are directing. But that that doesn't quite cover the full season potentially. But I'm just gonna have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind mind seeing any any of the Mandalor Mandalorian um the directors come back. You know, like you mentioned, Peyton Reed is a f- fan yeah. favorite of not uh, going to be Deborah Chow. It won't be she's been Chow a bit busy. Of, yeah, she's real real busy. Obi Wan um, Kenobi, but uh, I I wouldn't be su- surprised or uh, upset at all if uh, um, Rick. Uh, Famu, I I can't pronounce pronounce his last name very very well. Famu Yima, I think Thank it you. is. Um, um, but, um, yeah, I, know I would be um, fine. Yeah. Taika coming, I don't think he would because he's also Again, busy. Again, I busy. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, it's yep. it's one of those th- things where, I mean, hell, they've carried Bryce da- Dallas Howard for uh, a few few thing things now. I won't be I would not be surprised unless we've heard something different of of the potential of even her going into doing a, an Ahsoka episode with with Dave. No, like, I can see I that. that kind of makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of learning her trade as a director here on these shows if you like you know she didn't have a massive amount of directing experience yeah. before uh mandalorian but now she's been a mandalorian one mandalorian season two now on book of boba fett i would guess she might turn up yeah. again in mandalorian season three and then yeah could be ahsoka as well who knows and i mean it could was... be one of these situations Sorry. where at some point down the future she gets to show on one or, or gets a little bit like Deborah Chow got with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm not saying it's not a rumor or anything like that, just speculation yeah, from me. Yeah. Um, that maybe that's something that we could see in the future. Yeah, definitely. The the uh good thing about about this is unlike some of the movies and, and projects for um uh 
uh, for some of the other uh, movie pro projects, we haven't had a lot of the director turnover that we're aware of. Now they could have easily asked to 10 other people that actually brought, brought them in. And after one, one or two day days, they were like, nah, but it, it obviously wasn't, it never even seemed to get anywhere enough that we even caught wind of any uh, issues on, on that side. So, you know, Watchmen was a competent show. show. It's not everyone's I mean, favorite. It's not everyone's I mean, I would say it was a bit better than competent myself. I thought it was amazing, yeah. but, yeah. Um, you know, that's just me. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of started as a competent, you know, run-of-the-mill, that era show, but it quickly went off the, the deep, deep end after the fir first season. I don't know, I think season. it got better in the middle. And really? Then I couldn't stick with it after th three. <laughs> Once they kind of stopped worrying about the canon, you mm. know, the first two seasons seemed to kind of just try and fit into the MCU more. And I think after they got ready S.H.I.E.L.D., after... Um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, you know, kind of shot all that sort of side of things down. Um, I actually think the show got got better for a few seasons. Yeah. But, you know, again, it wasn't my favourite show in the world. It was a switch your brain off TV show. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it was always competently directed. Yeah, I that's what I'm getting I argue getting something at. the writing, but, exactly. you know, the, the ideas presented. But, mm -hmm. Which is what I was kind of oh, saying about Watchmen, Watchmen, how some people weren't big fans of the show show it was still competent show it was done done well regardless yeah, in emmy um, award winning so exactly and so bringing in these these two names that might, might not have a large amount of credits or be the most uh no known names out, out there i'm completely fine with it uh i mean look i i'll be honest i have not gone back and watched mando one or two all the way through since we reviewed yeah. them i've watched no, individual episodes and, and yeah. clips a part of it is something Man manny had said a while a while ago <coughs> uh when we were discussing ghostbusters before before it even came out ghostbusters afterlife and um we were talking about things that that hold hold up and th things that don't and he was like i don't know if mando will will hold up as as well as we re remember and it made me think about the For force awakens and how after like the third time seeing it the, the shine started wearing off and even before uh the last jedi came out and most most definitely after you're like okay yeah we should have done something different with the For force awakens but um re regardless I regard regardless of how those story pans pans out, everything that we've seen, all of our our reviews, we, we constantly talk about the d directors, their use of of action shots, sometimes cursing their their uh, uh, filler shots. You know, come on, how many times do we need to watch some someone ride a mount or or bike through through the d desert? Um, but I'm I'm excited to bring bring in new new. It reminds me of when Marvel was first getting started, and they're tapping all these mid mid tier to to low tier and i realized something is in my camera sh shot sorry about that guys um giving giving people a, a chance to to make a big big name on on this plat platform and as much as we curse big big studios for often just sticking with the what with what works i mean they've t taken some risks with some, some of these names on on here yeah yeah i mean I don't know if it's that risky. I mean, to be honest, I mean, these are both ex very experienced directors. Um, oh, as not say, risks with the, them. I'm saying saying just in, in for, for the whole show, bringing in... In terms of... Exact. Bringing yeah. in not big a uh, big name or one one director to, to rule the, them all. That's what I was was getting yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it has provided... Um, it's a kind of... It's a gay line, a baseline that Star Wars have used now for the Filoni and Favreau-verse, if you like, um, where, you know, they've got these multiple directors for each episode. And actually, it's going to be interesting to see that change when we see Obi-Wan Kenobi, because mm -hmm. obviously that's one director the whole way through. It's a very different kind of thing. And Andor is the same. <coughs> so, um, Tony Gilroy. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that, changes anything as as you know as we work through it because there was always that thing in the mandalorian where you were kind of what did you think of how the director did this mm -hmm. you know kind of thing that was always a conversation we had had the goods the, the the pros and the cons 
potentially for each director for each different episode without necessarily looking at the, the entire story or the entire series as, as one package. And we were probably far more critical in season one because there was a couple of dead episodes in season yes. one that just didn't, didn't help the, Absolutely. the story along. And that really wasn't there in season two. And there was a kind of, I think a better pacing to the to overall series certainly in season two. So, um, so it never really came up, and we were really just more positive about everybody that had worked on on season two ultimately. Yeah, you know, I guess we can kind of stick with uh, with Book of Boba Fett and talk about uh, one of the producer show showrunners. If you uh, Favreau Favreau had what some Favreau comments out of it, yeah. out of Empire Magazine as as well, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, let me transition yeah. over over to that. And um, it's uh, he he says well, that kind of background to, to yeah, what, where we're coming into to kind of pre- prepare us. A bit. Uh, mo- most of it you can kind of infer from the trailer qu- quite easily. Uh, also by by lines yeah. that were said in season two. Um, uh, There's nothing with... spoilery here. Nah, um, no- nothing at all. Just... Uh, so he says, uh, "This is is from from Empire. Our, uh, there is a power vacuum because Jabba is gone. Jabba was clearly a very strong and." Ooh, sorry guys, a very strong and imposing leader who people were very scared of and who seemed to rule rule with an iron fist. We see all that explained in the trailer. He pulls someone like that, excuse me, somebody like that out of the ecosystem of Tatooine and Hut's, excuse me, Hut's space in general. Are we going to see Nar- Narshada? I mean, mean ho- hopefully. Um, oh, and like Sorry, there was a nuclear launch detected on on Ire. Hold on, I gotta send some Archons to take care of that ghost. Anybody play play StarCraft out there? <laughs> no. Um, you should. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's awesome. Uh, my my notification ring is the uh, one of the uh, species in StarCraft, which is like Command and Conquer, real time strategy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. RTS. Yeah. I know yeah, what, and I, uh, I just don't like. Yeah, <laughs> when, whenever you you launch a, a nuke. And it's detected. It'll it'll say something. Anyways, um, where what was I? Hut space in g- general, and you have the opportunity that's ripe in the gangster genre, which you and I immediately were like, oh, okay. So it's not so much a- anti. They're going for Tony so- Soprano. They're going for the Godfather. They're going for the old, oh, that's old mafioso t- type. Yeah, you know the, you know the, they're bad guys, but you can't. Uh, they can still lead a show. Yeah, and they can still be interesting Um, Mm -hmm. and you kind of can't help but like them anyway you know even though they're morally dubious and I think that's where payback we always bring bring up payback as a prime example of a bad guy with at least one yeah you can root root for for him because he's they're fighting even wor- worse bad guys. Yeah, basically, that's it. Yeah, you just need to have even worse people um, to put them against. And it's it's very much, you know, I, there was some fans in there who said, I don't want them to turn them into a hero. And I don't either, neither I do don't you. I don't um, either. <laughs> but that's not the feeling I get from the trailers, from mm-hmm. what Favreau's saying. I mean, we can't say for certain what will happen and as yeah. the show progresses, but that's not... I certainly hope not, but that, that's not what it seems like going in at yeah. this point. Really. It, it all kind of depends on on how much, you know, how far is he willing to go go towards even t- technically someone that's good but working against him? Because even the mafia, if you're doing the the, the right le- legal thing, and I'm talking ma- mafia shows, not re- real life and mm-hmm. stuff, you can you're still going to cross them wrong because they st- still got to well, run, run their business. So the outer room's still a pretty lawless mm-hmm. place, though, isn't it? Even the Empire didn't have a massive sort of yeah. heavy-handed influence in the outer room, and that's why it was Jabba, you know, hot control yeah. space that was basically run by the crime lords rather than a former government. So, I guess. At this point, and where the new republic is, probably that wouldn't be changed yet, with it. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking five, six years after yeah. Return of the Jedi. It's, you know, I, I don't see that. But, but you could run into a local do do gooder, things like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah. Uh, uh, Favreau got to c- continue on, although. Boba Fett is a very experienced bounty hunter. He, bounty hunter. He's not experienced at running a criminal syndicate or managing forces. Uh, he's not normally a new newcomer. He's an expert, as we see him in most areas. But in in this case, he's trying to transition 
excuse me, to another position. End quote. <laughs> so, like I said, every, everything that there we saw in the in the tra- trailer, you know, Jabba is gone. He did things fu- fucked up. I don't like the way he he did th- things. So I'm gonna do do them differently. And everyone that stands against me is going to to pay, pay. And uh, we get Phoenix uh, Phoenix Shand uh, for 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 the ri- ride, which I a- absolutely love. Ming Na Wen mm-hmm. is a, an amazing a- actress and a uh, one wonderful person to, to uh, listen to talk to and, to off screen. And one of those directors off, we talked about yeah, directed the famous May versus May fight in mm-hmm. Agents of Shield, which mm-hmm. was. Ming Na Wang versus Ming Na Wang, yep. <laughs> you know, in a big fight. So, yep. um, so there's definitely a bit of familiarity mm-hmm. there, certainly um, from from Horn, uh, his point of view. Yeah, and Fa- Favreau, of course, heavily heavily involved in the M- MCU, uh, uh, both in in director and and producer ch- chairs, as well as be, being an actor as as Happy Happy Hogan. So I even w- wonder if he's had r- run-ins with with. Uh, um, I forget the right. director's right. name, but yeah, I wonder if maybe they had run-ins there in the early days of of MCU's stuff with with uh, Agents of Shield. But uh, it's 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 cool, cool man. It's not necessarily what I would have want, wanted, but it could still be executed in a way that I will thoroughly enjoy. I'm I'm less afraid of this than I was Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> oh, you know, you're never quite sure what Robert Rodriguez will. With the way he puts things across, but his quote is interesting as well. That he says, "We'll see a lot more of his true character in this season, as opposed to we maybe didn't in the mm-hmm. Mandalorian season two. And you'll definitely see him have to turn barbarian mode." Yep, that sounds kind of fun. Doesn't it? it? Does, <laughs> you know, does. but sometimes Rodriguez can kind of <laughs> overhype things the way he talks about it, and he has been very hypey for for the book of Boba Fett. So we'll see if the show actually delivers on his promise. Do you have any? Like, like legit concern <coughs> about about this show not doing well for you? Not really. I, it seems like a bit of a slam dunk. They would have to really mess it up to yeah to push me back at this point. Um, it's like even though it's not. I mean, I may look at it and go. I think they should have went further. Exactly. You know, in this direction or blah blah blah. But those would be, you know, after seeing it. You know, twenty yeah. hindsight reviews. You know, um, that's fine. Um, but you know, yeah, to actually turn me off it to make me think, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. And yet, that's how I went into the Mandalorian season one because we had just come out of obviously the Rise of Skywalker's ineptitude, <laughs> um, and you know, you worry, oh, is this is this just going to be more shit, basically? Um, but you know, it wasn't the world's greatest TV show, but The Mandalorian season one was decent, and then yeah. season two improved. You know, it was yeah. a lot better. It was an enjoyable ride. So, you know, in terms of the people that are controlling this side of things, so far they've never really let me down. So, you know, just like we do with Marvel, you kind of give them that faith to to carry on and see what they can do. Although there, there's de- definitely now a, a chink in the armor after the the Eternals. Man, I'm I'm telling you, I've never. I I've never that is mm. my le- least favorite low, lowest rated uh Mar- Marvel movie uh, other than may, maybe Iron Man three at this point like I hated There's it. A few I didn't like if I'm honest you know I wasn't too keen on Captain Marvel. I was but it was more entertaining than this. It's well, I don't I've care for it. it so, yeah, that's what I'm you know, saying. Like entertainment value only. Else, yeah, but, um, that that is. The general feeling amongst the kind of LRM towers, anyway, everybody that has seen it seems to, yeah, it wasn't that good. Even that was Nick saying about it because he's usually Dude, like, he gave just it, put Marvel on it, and he gave it like a D plus, I think. Think really, yeah, so Nick, Nick was, was that, that good. He was, he's got, he's got the moments that he li- likes, but he's like, yeah, this was just not. It just doesn't let land, and for me, it's honestly, it's it's the jar jarring jumping back in in time and to the present but each time you jump back in time you're coming closer to, to the to the present and literally that the entire first act is just complaining 
complaining about the mission, complaining about not do, doing the mission, complaining about doing the mission too much, complaining about your life de- during the mi- mission, complaining about your life b- before the mi- mission. <laughs> like, it is awful. But anyways, we're here to talk to Star Wars, not Mar- Marvel on Mar- Marvel Multiverse Ma- Ma- uh, May- Mayhem, which you guys can can catch uh, hopefully la- later today where we were we re uh, covered Hawkeye episode uh, uh, one and one and one two. And two. I, you know, I guess a good reset, uh, unless you got anything else you wanted to say. Oh, well, actually, you know what? That's not reset for the ad yet. I do want to m- mention the bar- barbarian mode thing. Um, mm-hmm. We, I guess we saw a bit, bit of that when, when he gets his, you know, uh, gaffy stick out and is beaten, beaten sh- shit down there right. in, in Mando season two before he gets his, his armor out of the uh, razor crest. May you lay molten in, in peace. Um, but uh, I'm, wa- I'm wondering how much more ty- type of stuff like will, will they do they want to do more uh, weapons and, and t- tech since he's got his ar- armor or are we going to see him go, you know, brawler mode? Even with a with a weapon, I kind of want to see a good balance of both. Situation, yeah. the kind of what situation is he in, and 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 what's what's appropriate at that time. You know, I'm all for giving us different types of fighting sequences as long as they make sense to the the plot. They serve the story rather than, you know, oh, I've got a great idea for for an action scene. Let's just shoehorn that in somewhere because. You know, that, that can happen in these types of shows. Sometimes somebody has a great idea and they just set it up as an mm-hmm. action piece for the po- for the whole point yet rather than it feeling like an actual chase, element of the story. So so it just depends how the story went. But, but yeah, I'm quite happy with that um, either yeah. way, I suppose. The, the other thing I, I, I want wonder about, this is a, a Star Wars sh- show and while it's de- definitely not, uh, about X wings and and star fighters and stuff like that. We did get decent amounts of uh, uh space space action in both Mando's season one and and season two. Some aerial combat, some escapes, mm-hmm. some uh, yeah. uh uh just sh- straight up getting uh, uh blown up because you're you're criminals. And <laughs> um, I'm wondering how much the uh uh. From all we can tell from additional pub- publications, it's not just uh, uh, a model number. It does appear to be the n- name of of uh, Fet ship will be Fire Spray. Oh, um, the Fire Spray, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering if we're going to see, like, some more space. Because he does well, use I mean, his that ship is a more often. Well, I mean, there is a in the trailer, which is mm-hmm. of, I was going to say Slave 1 there. So there you go. It's still not sticking. Oh, and it, it, it won't for and most it was of in us. Space. Yep. It looked as if it was in space. So I hope so, but I think space battle scenes maybe are something we should kind of expect more of, I think, from the movies yeah. rather than the, the, the TV shows. Because I think they're the, the really budget-heavy stuff, you know, sometimes that... that but pursuits and thing, yeah. things like that, aerial... It doesn't look great like, unless you put a lot of money into it. So having just little short, sharp moments... Yeah. Like they had in Mando season one and season two, I think worked really well. It still made you feel that you were in that universe, but most of the show was was ground level yep. stuff, or yeah. in cockpit, just traveling somewhere and talking, which is absolutely fine as well. But yeah, I mean, I'm certainly not adverse to seeing the uh, Slave One slash Fire Spray uh, kicking some more ass because that was a pretty brutal ship to begin up against for, as far as anyone's concerned yeah. the tricks and, and and just sheer firepower that's in that ship you know um, are, are pretty severe while I'm not a b- big fan of the prequel t- trilogy as especially Attack of the, the Clones I did love that um uh, I can't remember if it was Rogue Squadron 3 on the G- GameCube or, or what but one, one of them lets you some arcade uh star wars uh fighter game allowed you to uh uh use boba fett's or excuse me jango fett's uh concussion grenades you know the ones that uh break break apart the asteroids in in attack of the clones Uh he used one in in this last thing as as well um i liked i like that I'd, i'd like to see more uses of Maybe even in atmosphere type things, but yeah, the bu- budget 
Well, budget I don't thing know, to make it look good is I mean, the fact when they used it again in Mando and it was like oh. a nod to that, but you can't yeah, use not... it too much else. No, I'm not saying that, that we need to... flying behind Boba, drop your depth charge. You <laughs> yeah, know, no, I'm not saying use that same... Sure. Not using the same te- tech, just the idea that 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 ship is used in combat situations more yeah, than, yeah. say, like the, the Razor Crest, which was tran- transport, like... The Fets have been very offensive with the the fires spray yeah. slave one, so that's yeah. the only uh, my only curiosity. But like you said, budget is a, is an issue. You want it to you want it to look look good, and uh, hopefully they can figure out to give us just enough enough to make sure we we know that it's still Star Star yeah. Wars. So yeah, uh, I guess now we can take a good re- reset and take a word from our sponsors over at Grow yep. Generation, guys. T- take it away. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. Grow Generation offers the best deals and discounts on the best grow products on the market. Grow Generation serves customers across the nation and carries a wide inventory of renowned cultivation brands. Go to www.growgeneration.com, where the pros go to grow. Okay, well, let's let's do it that, that way, guys. Thank you. And uh, we're talking about ah- Ahsoka now because why why not? Um, so Dave Fil- Filoni uh, in the uh, Empire uh, magazine uh, stuff. I'm trying to get the article up on on screen for everyone. There you go. Uh, had some things t- to say about the uh, about the uh, a show and how exciting it is to to write about about it. And Cam, do you want to re- read his quote out? Sure. Do you have that up? Yeah. So this was um you know I'm talking about the writing process of um, Ahsoka at the moment. So it said it's thrilling. I got to tell you, uh, it's something you imagine doing for a long time, and then it's kind of startling when you're sitting there and now you have to do it. Uh, and just but a copy that's in it. As you'd imagine, the show is offering him the chance to tell an Ahsoka story that he always wanted to tell with some new additions. I thought of this adventure for Ahsoka for a long time, and it's interesting to see how it's evolved. Years ago, I never would have imagined that it's sprung from a branch of a tree that had anything to do with a guy like Din Djarin or a child that looks like Yoda. It's a great lesson for me on how when you have other creatives like John Favreau, they can help lend such dimension and depth to what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, this is this is his baby, right? I mean, this this is his baby, uh, Ahsoka, you know, yeah. and not just uh, Ahsoka, but this this Man- Mandalorian uh, the story, as people call the, it, Man- the arc. Man- yep. yep, and and all of these connective pieces, um, you know, he talks about how he's he's had it in his his mind for for a long t- time. All of us ha- have. Uh, the these advent adventures for these these characters before we get to the stories being t- told we all imagine where where, where they're they're go going and uh, story ideas that we create ourselves and it's cool to cool to hear someone have that type of of passion f- for it um, it almost makes you wish more and more you know passionate uh, fans like that would would get the get the job but of, yeah. of other other not just star wars but uh, other products our projects as as well but yeah um uh, what's interesting is looking back at the way people reacted to ahsoka when she mm-hmm. first was introduced in that clone wars movie which was a bad movie awful and you know i watched that and went, what they're doing they're giving anakin an apprentice what mm-hmm. is this rubbish how can he have an the cannons whatever we needed to between be. Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and she just doesn't show up again. Mm-hmm. But hindsight is twenty twenty. Look at us now. Ahsoka's made the jump to live action, and everybody's excited about a Ahsoka show that's coming up. And that's all started from from that point. And you know, along with George Lucas, Dave Filoni is the creator of Ahsoka mm-hmm. Tanu ultimately. Um, and you know, gets and she's a popular character that Very people popular. want to, to see because she has an incomplete story arc. We don't know what happens to her, you know. Um, I mean, maybe it's something you wouldn't have worried about if, if Rebels had a different ending, but given the, the ending that Rebels did have, it's kind of a cliffhanger. And mm-hmm. people have been waiting all this time to find out what happens. And hopefully, from what it seems anyway, we know Sabine Wren's been obviously cast now for, for Ahsoka. Um, and I think that looks looks absolutely fine for that role. And you know that it is going to continue on that that story. And we would have guessed that we had heard obviously that Mina Masood 
had signed on as mm-hmm. as Ezra, and Lars Mickelson had signed on as as Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And you think this this might be where they appear. I, I don't know if they'll necessarily be main characters that appear from early on. It may be that they turn up at the end or something, and we go on to a, whatever yeah. whatever story comes next after Ahsoka. Is there a Ahsoka season two? Or will it be called? something else a way 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 back we had heard that there was a a potential when we had been told about all the different shows that were coming up which were all right you know ever and even the now on hold on hold rangers of the new republic it was right the information that we got and one of the things that was mentioned was a an ezra throne show Mm -hmm. and it kind of makes me wonder whether they'll tease up to a certain point and then they'll and like announce a a show that tells us about the backstory, what's been happening in these previous years between Ezra and Thorne. This is just a guess from my point, but based on the rumour we heard, and out of all that initial rumour, which was a Boba Fett show, an Ahsoka show, the Rangers of the New Republic, Gina Carano, basically focused show, which isn't ha- really happening anymore. And they also mentioned an Ezra and a Thorne mm-hmm. show, but nothing's really ever come of that. We haven't heard any more information since then, but everything else has, has been ticked off that box except that. Now, it makes me wonder whether they're really a big part of this or they're just like the tease at the end. And in that respect, I don't know, like people are wondering, oh, when will Mina and and Lars get confirmed? I don't know if they will or whether they'll keep that as a kind of secret thing towards the, the end of the season. I genuinely, I do not know. Maybe we'll find out more information closer to time because it hasn't even started filming yet. And as you know, when things are filming tend to be when we start to hear little leaks and little details that we can piece together. Yeah, and uh, we also heard, I don't remember from who, maybe it was even Kathleen Kennedy that teased the idea of this, like a culminating event. Well, we, we had heard that it was, we were told, our, the description that we were given was, and it was the same one John Favreau used months later, Imagine like Game of Thrones, but you had a different, mm-hmm. it's one story, but you had a different show for all the houses that mm-hmm. didn't, you know, rather than the show jumping between this side of the continent and that side of the continent, they were different shows, but they were all building towards one story. You, We were never told that would necessarily culminate an event, but by Kevin Kennedy's own words, Favreau's own words, and what we had heard as well, that seems to be the suggestion, doesn't it? That it's building yeah. towards some kind of event. Whether that's a show, movie, we've speculated on that. We don't know, but yeah. we've speculated that they could do either. They could even do a just a, a Disney Plus movie to, yeah, to, as a finale. Direct to, direct to Disney or Plus movie. A big, you know, a crossover eight episode series, six episodes. There's so many different things that they could do it, but until we see where this story's going, it's hard, it's hard to say for sure exactly what's going to come next after the things that have already been announced. Yeah. Uh, I have some deep concerns about Ahsoka, considering how we have her around right right now, you know, and... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. <sighs> that and, uh, image <laughs> of the yeah, I mean, lines yeah. and circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot there of... seems to be some sort of... The imagery certainly would suggest that there may be some connection to the world between worlds, which was a, a place that, that I don't like and you don't like. No, uh, because like it opens a dangerous fucking door. <laughs> I do like what David Filoni did with Clone Wars and Rebels. I enjoyed both of them as they developed into what they could be anyway. I don't particularly like that part of Rebels, the, yeah. the world between worlds. It was okay using it to bring kind of Ahsoka back, Ahsoka back but, but then maybe not using it again. But then when you look at I mean, I'm looking right now, at, you've probably got it on the screen as well, the, the titles for Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And it looks world between worlds to me. That's the kind of... That's the way it looked like in the animated. So my suggestion, I, I would guess there is some kind of connection there. And it does does worry me slightly. It does. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just going to trust and go with the plan at the moment. Ah, the, the, only, the only reason I don't 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 like it is because of that joke quote I made 
you know, the the canon is what it, whatever we need it to be from mm-hmm. Pablo Hidalgo. And I jo- joked that mm-hmm. that was a case even b- before the Disney era. George Lucas was also a yeah. I'll do whatever I, I want to do type Yeah, it was kind of different then, though, because it was almost like a canon had built up irrespective of him in some places mm-hmm. and then he would go no I'm pulling that back because ultimately it's mad you know no one gets to decide this stuff unless I say so mm-hmm. and you kind of respected that a bit more because it was just one man's yeah. vision you know but, but here the writer room can be like hey can we, can we do yeah, this and Pablo yeah f- fuck it just go, go ahead and, and do it <laughs> uh, it's, it's the kit cannons whatever I want it to be I'm Pablo for fucking Hidalgo fuck you dick I hate that I got books from him in here. Um, yeah. Any, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not getting any interviews with him. No. Nope. No. Just um, like I'll never be be, a, be able to work at at a Sony. <laughs> would you? Would you want to though? Yeah, because I th- think I could actually change things and and oh well, help yeah. Them, all them. I'm to say, like you're in charge. We're a mess. Help no, I, I don't want. I just want to be a, a a consultant and be able to go to different places on the internet they would just, they would just and be like bring in the angry man here. now and just get you what to read scripts oh yeah basically um, and lay into them and, and be bro. that per- person that goes across all like the te- technical issues do you guys realize that this beautiful pro- property that uh you know you you have all these technological things right right there i've got one of the them it's called a, a ghost trap and you ignore some some text stuff so you could write a funny scene in a movie fuck you for for doing that but anyways um i guess we could go ahead and talk about some sequel tr- trilogy stuff cam because that's always big and po- popular yeah. among star well, yeah, wars fans everyone these loves days. sequel trilogy don't they i mean you know that's the one thing all star <sighs> wars fans can unite on is a undying love of the sequel yeah. trilogy i guess especially could... the last one so yeah yeah kathleen kennedy's I'll comments kathleen kennedy yeah. same same art you know article, same magazine empire magazine kathleen kennedy had, had some comments about a few things um probably the most interesting certainly thing i mean she talked a lot about obi-wan kenobi and how it's an emotional return you know to have hayden and ewan together again and all that sort of stuff but yeah Although yeah it I mean, wasn't all... the start of mcgregor's career sure it helped him shoot I mean, yeah, off the thing but I come on train spotting was comment. fucking amazing. it wasn't even really the, i mean and before that he was shallow gravy he'd, mm-hmm. he'd done a few things he was certainly on my radar uh, yes. i'd watched quite a few films maybe he's scottish actor you know british <laughs> films makes sense but yep. um but you know hayden didn't really that wasn't his first thing ever but I think you could say it made Hayden a household oh, name. Oh yeah, for face. him, sure, um, surely. I'm not so sure it did did necessarily with with uh, McGregor. I think he was already there. And we're just yeah. nitpicking. We're but, we're not Ka- Kathleen Kennedy fan, fans. We could take take a shot here. We're t- we're taking it. You're yeah. out of t- touch, Kennedy. Anyways, well, go go ahead, Reed. <laughs> um, but we're we're not we're not going to talk about it because yeah. we all know how you know hype that is and and we know we'll wait to see it when it happens on screen now so what she did say was you know she was asked specifically could you know the brother age explore and and what about sequel trilogy characters returning and she said certainly those are not characters we're going to forget um they will live on and those are conversations that are going on with the creative team as well so looks like they're they're looking at do we push on with some of these characters into Mm -hmm. a um, and in more stories, and obviously when we look at those characters, we could be looking at just just off the top of my head, Ray, Poe, um, Ben, and and Finn would be your your main kind of Where's three. Where's Rose at? Cam, she she's well, I mean, bring her back, back, Miss. I mean, you fight could the enemy with back, love. You, could, you absolutely could bring back Rose if they hadn't completely sidelined her in that completely what, shit movie the in the first place and yeah. made her just a not one of the main characters anymore because she just sat in the back and had a few lines that's because they really just completely wrote just wrote a really crappy and you guys notice we're saying character wrote roles we're not mentioning the actress at all because this is she was paid to play a play a part and she played Um, her part to the best of her her ability but it was more of the corner lines oh yeah it was awful uh, awful and so yeah i can't like, save a but character i really like feel that. bad about what they did to her in the the, the third oh, one yeah. because they really just did say like okay so the previous direction made made you a main character we're really getting you back again to to just being a nobody okay so um 
you now sit in this, you eat in this canteen over here, this, the stars, you come with me. And it just felt like that. Yeah. Um, when they had built her up too much in the previous one, ignore her. It was, that's like, um, you know, building up Lando in Empire Strikes Back. And then he's just in the background, what, my, hey, Han, oh, hey, Lando. Yeah, and, and doesn't have any involvement in Return of the Jedi. You just wouldn't do that. Well, they didn't um, write a gar- garbage character with with Lando. They actually made him a half decent character. <laughs> yeah, but characters can be redeemed very they easily can. just by saying, "I want to make this person important." You know, um, look at Bo- so Boba anyway, Fett. You and I didn't care for, I mean, for him. Exactly, exactly. You can you can take a character and you can write an interesting story about them. People care Excellent. a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of those sequel trilogy characters coming back, I think they certainly have been leaving it for a while to kind of let the the storm that, that was built by those films calm down a little bit and things are a little bit more positive now. But there'll certainly be some fans out there, guaranteed there'd be some in our comment section that would mm. say, I won't watch anything to do with those characters again because they lost my interest. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in it. But I always say, you know, people say that, but if they produced a good film or a good, you know, show that people are like, this is fucking good, they would they would have to, they would watch it and they would have this, okay, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed that. You know, you, you can't just pretend you'll through some, I will boycott and never watch Star Wars again. All the people that say they'll never watch Star Wars again, you know, they come on to comments and they discuss every aspect of show and you're like, that. you've watched that. I mean, you know, just don't lie, you've watched it. Yeah. And then come on to complain about it. If you say, ask me, I'm done with Star Wars, be done with it then, that's fine. Don't watch any of the, the stuff that, that it comes out. Uh, I prefer to kind of pick and choose. And if I watch something that's good, I'll say that yeah. it's good. If I watch something that's shit, I'll call it for shit and, and, and see where we go at the end. And I, I can't watch Spider-Man 3 anymore. Uh, more. I, I, oh, I you cut, cut up the Blu, Blu-ray. Yeah, that that. so I'm done, Why did done you with have that, it that movie. Because when, when it originally came out, I had them all. And I just yeah, decided so that it's not worth two. ever, ever having. So. Until I, I bought a cheap DVD version because my son liked it when he was little. Uh, when yeah. he was little, it was and one of his favorite Spider-Man one. films, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I won't. Anyway. I, I have my my prequel trilogy DVDs and and the cases, and they're they're there. I haven't put them in, and for forever, and I ne- never will. I will ne- yeah, without I, monetary compensation. I'm never watching the pre- prequels again. And on, honestly, guys, them. I don't think I'd watch the sequels again. I don't either. think I'd exactly. Um, I was going to say say the I mean, exact I've only same thing. Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker twice each, which is mm-hmm. the least of any Star Wars film that I've ever watched. I don't have any particular urge to watch either of them for the third time. Force um, Awakens, I watched maybe a few times more, but I wouldn't go back to that either. But but yeah, but you know, if they can make new, better stories, then they 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 make. You know, they may get me interested in these characters again. And an interesting kind of segue on this one mm-hmm. is, a, uh, is there was an article from Unilad in which they spoke to Adam Driver. And he was asked um, whether he would ever kind of consider coming back to any of the kind of franchises he's been in, specifically, you know, the, the hint that, you know, space based franchises, i.e., mm-hmm. Star Wars. Um, and I was quite surprised because I thought he'd be like, oh, you know, well, I'm done. Just, he's done nothing. Answer. There doesn't on. seem to be any reason for him to come back. But he did nope. say, "No, I'm totally not against it. For me, it's a filmmaker's medium. So my only thing is working with great filmmakers, whatever the size. It's never been interesting to me to an extent. There's interesting things about working in both. And what it means is big movies, small movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I he's done a lot of smaller the, indie yeah, feeling yeah, and I mean, even bigger budget, still Wars, small, you know." Feeling, he, yeah. he's pretty hard working. I mean, he's he's in something every other week. Yeah. Um, I always just follow people that I'd be interested in working with, and whether I'd be right for the part, things like that. No, definitely not adverse. You know, yeah. so he's not against it in any way. But as I said in that article that that was just published today on LRMonline.com, um, of all of them to come by, well, we'd have a bit of a problem with Ben. He's fucking dead. dead. He dead. He dead. And he used, killed himself in a redemptive act mm-hmm. to bring back 
don't give me statue. That's what happened. I know. Though, you know. I know. Um, basically, so the same thing kind of happened to Vader, but just not as good and not as profound. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what happened to to Ben Solo, if you like, um, and kind of killed the Skywalker line forever at that point. So. What do you do? Yeah, what, what, why, why would you bring back the Fun only thing I can think of that Force I would be like, awful. yes, if I heard Adam Driver was back as an animated show yeah. about Luke the Knights of Ren and, and Ben Solo, the younger oh, yeah. years, you know. So basically the wonder years, but with Ben Solo, so like the dark years or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, maybe even Grogu getting involved, but animated. So therefore we would have Driver's voice and Hamill's voice mm-hmm. and somebody would have to make up a voice for Grogu, I guess. Um, you know, that, Someone that was coo- kind of cooing out there on the, on the set. Well, I mean, you know, you expect eventually a little hit. Yeah, talk, yeah. You know? Um, cool, I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he talks like that. He's just oh, one day. Exactly. Like, oh, oh, frog in my phone head eye. <laughs> I haven't talked for 50 years. Back am I now. Anyway, look. <laughs> Terrible Jedi school you have. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I don't know, but um, but you know what I mean. Um, that would that's something I would watch. I'd watch that animated show and go, "This is fucking cool." Yeah. But you know, if it wasn't aimed at two, twelve year olds, back, I just I just don't don't really get it. You know uh, why um, would why we would bring him back? As much as that he was my favorite character in those sequel trilogies, and I like Pencil and yeah. I like Adam Driver and I like Kylo Ren, but there's no story left for him to go because he's dead. He's dead. We can only go into Four the schools. past and the best way. Uh, no, stop that, that. And I also hate the people that are all like, yeah, Force <laughs> Ghost, where him and Ray are, are in a relationship, even though he's a he's a ghost what? and they're both training Je- Jedi in the I mean, future. That, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, you just imagine. So, so pitch for a show, right? So here's my pitch. The show's going to be about Ray, but she's having a relationship with a ghost. So she's in an active relationship with a ghost, the ghost of Ben Solo. And, you know, it'll be about the problems they face where one of them's material and one's not, you know. How do they how do, they do a couple things together? You need to stop to talking, Cam. That, you, know? you are making people's <laughs> pants both tighter and wetter at this m- moment, and that is a horrible thing because they are they are eating that, that shit up. I know that's the point. There are some people that would listen to that and go, oh, my God. That sounds great, and you know that that ain't Star Wars. No. But then you know maybe that's as far away from Star Wars, but still would make money as as the new Ghostbusters was away from Ghostbusters. Could could be, but I, there's I, an audience there for it. It's not you. Yeah, I, not I think me. there's a lot less people well, that would want there for g- Ghost uh, Driver to to be be in a relationship. It with, could just uh, be like Rain, basically ghosts. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> my lightsaber. <laughs> And you see Adam Driver's ghost coming behind him. Uh, Make it stop. (laughs) Make it stop. Um, And then even in a more serious line of of, uh, possibility of of him being a force ghost while Ray is running an academy, I still don't don't like that idea. Because I'm still upset at... Because I'm still upset at the redemptive arc that they took and the fact that he dies the way he he does at the end. So in my my mind, no, it is, it is. But in my mind, it's it's done. It's done to bring bring him back. Mm. Undoes all of that all over again because now you can introduce more more issues, more more dynamic, more conversations between him him and and Ray and then it either becomes a series of retcons to move someone else forward. if you bring Ray back I'd kind of, I think it'd be weird if they brought Ray back and you didn't at some point, she wasn't able to have a conversation with Ben at some point. I'm maybe not saying one. he would show up and be there all the time, but maybe just at some one. point give her a bit of advice because they had, but not as a main character. Whether you like the whole dyad thing or not, that's like a connection that they had through the force stronger than supposedly Aaron Delson in a thousand years or whatever. So that connection would surely maintain after death, given that you would expect, you know, look after. The Redemptive, after the way he took 
you know, Anakin was brought back into the fold that Luke and Yoda and that would be like, come, let's show you how to do this Force Ghost business and then mm-hmm. you can go back and give Ray advice again after this, you know. Maybe so one conversation and that's it. Luke sometimes, you know, like in the EU books, Luke would quite often speak to Anakin, you know, about stuff and get advice from him at one point. Do you know what I mean? And they, they kind of certainly when he was sat in the Jedi Temple, didn't he? he used to speak to Anakin sometimes. Uh, he only had uh, Anakin. Anakin had one conversation <laughs> with Leia post death, and I'm only thinking maybe one or two with Luke, if I can recall Definitely them correctly. I remember them talking on Yavin Four when he did the Jedi Temple at the, at the Temple, but point. there was that may have been Exar Kun Exar Kun. <laughs> I know there was uh, something with him. to be yes. wasn't there as well. So yeah. uh, I'm not a hundred percent certain, but uh, the point uh, is, Force Ghost should be able to pop up. Whenever they they can to give you that bit of but if you bite. use they can't it help the you wrong out of jam, but they can go. You've been a dick, right? And if you and use it, to... you've been a dick. For yeah. an intervention, cosmic intervention. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if he sh- shows up for a, a good exposition scene or one of those those good, you know, k- kicks in the ass scenes, sure, I can co- but to have them co-lead the the academy as g- ghosts, <laughs> no. no, he's a ghost no, trainer. That's, no, that's, no, that's right. all, and no. that's that's what I'm af- that's what I'm afraid afraid of. That's what I'm afraid of. Uh, I'm 100 percent with with you show up once maybe even twice towards the beginning and towards the end you shouldn't do that i told you so but hey good job you know that that could be okay okay. um but you and i both know that there that there's a real thin line that could be crossed very easily with with that that there would be some fans that would absolutely just lap that up and that's the sad truth they just a lot of people just these days i think just give me the fan service. What toys am I supposed to buy? I want to see this on screen. Give me it. I don't care if the story's good as long as I see the thing that I'm excited to see, you know. And it, I think a lot of movies have become about that now, mm. you know. And The Force mm. Awakens is a movie like mm. that. Um, That's one of the worst. It's, dude, Red, Red Letter Media on their Afterlife reviews what, uh, said, yeah, well, I know you haven't watched it yet, but. What they said said about the Force Awakens, they said that that was the worst oh, mistake ever. Yeah, they, right they, they said the that that started ever. all of the, oh, I don't right, know if I it get, necessarily started all of, all of it, mean. but yeah, so that that, from that, that to no, like, no Way Home, oh, no, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I think yeah. what they're saying is it made a ton of money. It was really, really All the studios were like, let's do that. So rehash. when people looked at it and said they didn't care about the rehash, they had they basically had the same plot as mm-hmm. the first one, and people lapped it up. So mm-hmm. we can do that as well. Yep. So I actually get that. Analogy and but now it's to where it. too too many have done it with too many it's properties, too and people like you and I are like, okay, that that's it. We're full. We're full, guys. We're full. Belly. Belly's I want to just the old youngers are put on the old yet. movies, you know, but. But what that is a major problem then that we have a generation these days who you say, oh, you've watched this film. No, that's old. Mm-hmm. Why, why would I watch an old film? Yeah, exactly. Like it's I said, it's for the, it's for the old. I mean, ones. when I was young and I heard about the classic movies, I was going back and watching movies for the, for, before I was born. Yeah. Uh, you know, about the 70s only... movies, 60s movies, 50s movies even, you know, yeah. that... Um, that were you know classics and uh you know and became some of my my favorite films i mean you know in my top films of all time i think in my top three which is probably empire raiders of the lost ark and and the godfather mm-hmm. if i'd went top five you could say you know maybe jaws would be in there as well well that's two yeah. of them that were before i was even born yeah so that, that's a crazy thing but it is something i've heard you know even when i when i was younger and i would be training people at my my daytime job and i would come across younger people's at times and they would say you know what movies they're into and it was whatever is it now yeah. you know they will watch because it's new and it's supposed to be for them but they just have some well it'll be old and shitty because it's you know because it's an old film is going to be crap so what i think they're doing now is repackaging the same thing in a modern way to say inject this into your veins this is good shit if it was good shit for the previous generation it'll be good shit for you as well mm-hmm. come and get it you know dinner bell ringing kind of thing um remember this yet, remember that it's all uh. gone you know and it's it just becomes 
Where, where's the story? Yeah. You know, where, where's the actual where's what, story? Was where's what made with... Star Wars? Star Wars. Sure, you're you're we showing the right see, images. Uh, you're show, showing the right this, name. Uh, but is it really Star Star Wars? Is it really mm-hmm. Ghostbusters? Is it really uh, Ninja Turtle? You know, that's what one that even when they fuck up the aesthetics, they still manage to get everything else right about the turtles. A team, brothers, a father. Uh, uh, you know, the the themes yeah. of the turtles tr- transcends across the the original but comics I mean, to the to the kid friendly. We cartoon, see it in Star Wars as well. You know, and that's, yeah. that's the difference between Mandalorian. And 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 the sequel trilogy. If you look at Solo. that, and, and, well, Solo is like the sequel trilogy in terms of it's just a here's all the stuff you're supposed to want to see because yep. this is what fans want to see. Here it is in a package. Go enjoy it. Look, Millennium Falcon. Look, Forty mm-hmm. Dice. You know, and it's just it's just a tick box. Yeah. Rogue One gets classed as that. Oh, it's just pure fan service. The reason Rogue One works is because it's it about feels an event like Star Wars that happens right before, and it changes very slightly the way you look at Star Wars. Was it perfect? No, but it no. fits in. Yeah. You know, it's like and it feels like a Star Wars movie, and, and it feels like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, there was a lot of fan service in it. As fan as that fan service, you know, seeing an alien that you haven't seen in a while and going, ah, oh, you know, some fan service is okay, but when a whole movie's just Remember, re- remember, re- remember yeah. without any oh, of the things that make that it happen. Yeah. And I, yeah, I can agree. Was, Force Force Awakens yeah. definitely showed Hollywood. And like you said, and 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 the younger generations and, and that includes me. I'm a I'm I'm a millennial or exennial or zillennial or however you people want to call the, those of us born in early mid eighties. Um it's it's weird. Because, like, I can remember being a little stuck up and being like, black and white, like, I'd watch movies from the 60s and 70s, but black and white was harder for me to get into when I was seven, eight, eight years old. But by the time I was 11 to 12, fuck yeah, give me black and white. I don't care. I want to just consume I remember one of, one of our TVs that we had in the house, because we only had one TV yeah. in the house, and then there was a I hated black, my grandparents, TV black and white TV black and white my mom TV. and dad's room. Mm-hmm. Um, and occasionally I would watch stuff that was supposed to be in colour therefore mm-hmm. on, on black and white just stuff on terrestrial channels and stuff like that. so I guess it just didn't bother me but um, yeah but like that, that was it but like I said by the, by the time I was 11 12 years old it didn't matter as long as it was a good, good story you know that that's yeah. it and and today like like you said people don't have the attention span these mm-hmm. days as well sometimes it's just like get me to the the money shot I want the money shot. You know, Give me the in-game portals scene. I want the scene that's going to make me cry because I remember what it was like when I was a kid or I want the scene that's going to make me jump up and cheer because my favourite characters appeared back in the screen. And I fell for that as well. In the yeah, week. we all so did, always, did. Especially the Millennium Falcon scene. See when they run towards the Millennium Falcon, which to me is still the best scene in that that movie, the way they mm-hmm. cut to it. And then the Millennium Falcon was just lying there in a jump pelt and they go away. That, that's a great scene, but that's fan service done well. It's done yes. in service at that point of the story. Um, it's just bringing in this old shit and it lets them connect back up with Han. Where they go from there then just goes into formulaic territory. Let's just do the same thing we did in the first film. But, um, but you know, yeah. the, fan service is okay sometimes, but, you know, you can't it build is. a movie on it. Build a story first and then add in these little bits if, if you need to. Um, yeah. It's just like companies are just trying too hard to to get people invested in franchises make, and make money. Make money as cheap, cheap as you can and, and they kind of kind of have to know, because goddamn people won't go to the f- fucking theaters and, and won't what buy shit. What the MCU's done is maybe right. save Eternals, which yeah. I've not seen yet, is he's kept a really high standard. Um, once the standard slip, that's it. It's just they let anything else, you know. Yeah. There's not anyway. people rushing out and buying merchandise for Night Rider, which <laughs> made a hundred thousand episodes, and you know there was maybe some good ones, but there was also a lot of shit as well, you know, because yeah. it wasn't that good. Um, and people are spending money on it. David Sorry, but they don't. And that's something they keep trying to bring back. Night Rider, everything like that. Let's bring it back. And every time they bring it back, it's just shitter and shitter than the previous version that they did. Because do you know what? A fucking talking car with superpowers can only that go so far. That doesn't work anymore. Yep. But because it's a franchise, because it's a name people recognise, they will keep bringing it back. And it's the same with 
luckily with Star Wars, I suppose they they seem to be trying to build this out and take yeah. the time with it a little bit more. But this was always my fear of Star Wars when it came to Disney, and it's exactly what they'll do with Sony with Ghostbusters. If if that mm-hmm. Ghostbusters makes money, they'll make a sequel. If that the new Ghostbusters doesn't make above a certain threshold that they've got, they will just reboot it a different way further down the line and try again until they make it something that that people will spend money on. Yeah, pretty much. You can look at Sony and, and Spider-Man, even though uh, Amy Pascal had to actually have Kevin Feige come into her office and, and tell her that the movies they were turning out were, were crap, the third Amazing would, would fail, and that he she should let Mar- Marvel help. And she admitted, by her own words, she said, we were going places we sh- shouldn't have, and the last few f- films weren't weren't good. Those are those are those are. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, you guys I mean, can look look it up. It's in that I big big Marvel Studios book. She said it. She called the last. Now look, she could have just meant the last two. Amazing. I have a feeling she probably meant the last three. I could be projecting, but anyways, um, I guess we could go ahead and wrap wrap it up, Cam. Any any other Star Wars stuff you wanted to throw out real quick? No, no. This, I mean, that's awesome. pretty much. It's all been all the kind of Empire coverage has been all the time yeah. we really had this week. Yeah, but uh, hey, you know, uh, right around right around the corner, it's it's the day day after Thanksgiving for m- most of you that w- catch catch this when it g- goes up, and and uh, Book of Boba Fett's just slightly o- over a m- month away. Um, I'm excited for for that. I can't can't wait. You guys can of course catch all of the latest uh, entertainment information on L- lrmonline.com, genreverse.com as as well. Uh, everything that goes up here, toy th- things. My wife likes to write about stuff like that. Of course, uh, Barside Buzz is always lo- scouring the internet for uh, credible r- rumors and fun little th- things to f- follow and uh, leaks and th- things like that. Uh, all of the podcasts, of course, go, go up on the site and you guys can get those where wherever you get your pod- podcasts from. The Dragon Review doing Wheel of Time in a very, very interesting f- format that Cam uh, hosts and came up with with Christine and I who have not read, read the books. He has. He kind of leads us through a set of questions that gives book fans, hey, the, these guys are off their, their rockers. Or, oh, my God, God, how did they guess that? Or, ooh, that you know, really it's amazing. Hit. One of the things I've been seeing online a yeah. lot is book fans asking non-book fans, mm-hmm. what do you think? And they're yeah. really keen to find out. So I find it interesting yeah. asking you guys questions. because Absolutely. Like, oh, I would never have thought that, you know, yeah. so... So check that. that check that out. Of course, the daily cup of genre. Tomorrow's episode is is pretty much all a guest segment with J- Jason Stewart. Or today's today's episode for what you guys are watching, and that, that was a lot lot of fun. Uh, Breaking Geek Radio, Marvel Multiverse Mayhem. First two episodes of of Hawkeye co- covered on on uh, thir- Thursday's episode, and uh, yeah, guys, um, all of that goes up on our on our. YouTube channel along with the amazing interviews from our inter- interview team like uh, N- Nancy Gig and and, and Man- Manny, uh, Spanish exclusive, red carpet, Zoom, uh, in in person on set, look, we're round t- tables, voice a- actors behind the camera, in front of the camera, it's all all there. Please hit the subscribe button, leave some comments, thumbs ups and downs and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, Cam, I'm I'm done, man. You got anything else you want to plug? Nope. All right, guys. Take it easy. (laughs) Hope you had a good Thanksgiving and may, may the force be with you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.